I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. We're back. We're back. (laughs) I really missed you. I've missed you too. And it's so funny because we could have spoken more during our little (laughs) break, but we were actually having fun doing stuff. We literally did not speak to each other. We did not speak to each other. I just kept seeing posts of Amy's daughters like flying, like some sort of contraption and they're on a bow and just like having a blast. Well, because here's what happened. Our break coincided with me quitting my job and starting my new one. Mm -hmm. So I tried to squeeze as much vacation in there as I could. And then like the last two weeks, I've just been really kind of learning the job and the company and you know what I mean so like I've just been off the grid yeah and I've been because the our break coincided with the ending of my last quarter so then I had three weeks off and I was like I don't have to record anything I don't have to like watch anything and then I just went back into my housewife's bubble and holy shit these women are nuts and I'm just like, where have you been? Why did I abandon you, my beautiful Botox, stiff-faced ladies? I love you. See, They're just I, awful. I do not watch, as you know. Yeah. But I was really interested that um, Aaron and Mary Payne over at Pink Shade, they had Margot Donahue from What a Creep on mm-hmm. to talk about the Housewives. And I love yeah. What a Creep. That is a great podcast. It was that was a good episode. I really liked that one. Getting her take on everything. Yeah, yeah. but what I'm referring to um, specifically is Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock. Mm-hmm. So it's like ex wives club. So it's like all these housewives that are bitter. They got fired okay. and are like, we're on this trip. Oh, I don't know why. And hmm. people are arguing about like who's thirsty, who wants to go back on the show, and why did he do this? And people are saying, I mean, the craziest thing that happened this last episode was that they were at a dinner. Dorinda, who's a new, who was a New York housewife, is slurring drunk. Hmm. And she tells Brandy Glanville, who was married to the guy that Leanne Rhymes had an affair with, you know, forgot his name. Eddie, Eddie Cibrian. Yeah. Cibrian, I think. And she's like, you know, what if your son died? And everybody's like, like, it's just craziness. Wow. (laughs) It's just, they're unhinged. And I love every minute of it. These women are awful. (laughs) It's messy. And I love it. (laughs) You love a good mess. I love a good mess. Um, I'm really enjoying Plathville right now. It's so good. And apparently they're getting divorced or something. They're getting like, divorced. Did not see uh, that coming. Did not see that coming. Like if if you could have told me all the plot lines for Plathville, that would not be one of them. It's probably because of the quote unquote fame. They saw that there's a world outside of their bubble and now they want to explore. Maybe. Um, I have complicated feelings about it, but it's a good show. <laughs> really good show. I don't watch it because they remind me of the children of the corn because they're just so pale oh, and just okay. they <laughs> yeah sorry, they kind of have like like a like a real scary Aryan race happening over there. I don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So 
a couple things I want to talk about. Number one, mm-hmm. some breaking news. Uh-oh. Okay. Right before I hopped on, it has broken that Stephen Noy are getting divorced. Color me surprised. Um, color me packing my bags and going to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Get into his DMs, girl. Oh um, my God. Not surprised, you know, because they did have that issue. The whole thing about her putting like cryptic messages regarding their relationship status on social media and all that. They always had issues with that. So, well, here's, here's the problem that I have with this. So she's on Instagram and this is how she announces it. She posted herself sitting on a surfboard and the caption reads divorce feels good. Now, couple things here. Number one, that's not how you, uh, number one, you don't divorce Steve Noy. That's not, (laughs) that's number one, right? Yeah. Wait, what's his last name? It's not Noy. Moy. What is it? Moy. Moy. So you don't divorce Steve Moy. Number one. Number two, you don't announce it on Instagram like that. Yeah. And number three, Leslie, you've been divorced. I've been divorced. I mean, it's not fun. It is not fun. I mean, at some point, sure, it feels better than being mm-hmm. in like a toxic relationship, but it, it like it's not great. So yeah. that was really shitty, I thought. I don't know. It's just my opinion. Yeah, maybe she just wasn't into the whole thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But when they were on the season 15 uh, special, the matchmaking special, which I have many thoughts about, um, they they revealed they weren't living together yet so that's a that's a problem yeah yeah um steve will have no trouble moving on and neither will she let's face it yeah they'll be okay guys don't stay up at night worrying if noi and steve are gonna find somebody they're good they're good all right speaking of steve we are going to now move into the show and we have a little sequitur for you guys that uh i hope you'll enjoy all right all right all right okay so all right (laughs) leslie here we go um we are looking at season 15 episode one called so ready in socal i have many thoughts on this cast but what are your general thoughts like top view at first glance with this episode overall i was not impressed with the casting i didn't see any like stars you know how last season we had Olajuwon he had the personality you know we had Jasmina we had they were you know actually problematic but at least you were like oh this is this will be entertaining and everyone is kind of like a dud oh see I think we have a problematic person (sighs) which one is that uh Nate which one is Nate see they're so forgettable the one who was dressed like Freddy Krueger Dancing with the stripper, telling her, get on your knees now and shoving a whipped cream can down her throat. Oh, that's <laughs> the one that's going to marry. What's her name? Uh, Stasia? Is that mm-hmm. her name? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's not going to be fun. That's going to be a train wreck. Um, Yeah. And I'm not here for him. I'm just going to yeah. say that. Um, The way that we, I, I kind of agree. They seem, you know, not super exciting right now. I'm not mm-hmm. spotting any obvious train wrecks aside from Nate, but you know, that's typical misogynistic behavior that unfortunately we've become accustomed to as a country. Yeah. Um, so the way we're going to do this guys, and, and this was Leslie's idea and I love it so much. She thinks that we should like kind of have a draft and pick our couples, even though there's an odd number, so it's going to be not going to yeah. work, but uh, we're going to pick our couples and uh, see who, who uh lasts longest yeah i guess yeah so we'll do that later maybe at the end of the episode but first we're going to go through and we're just going to talk and i have a cheat sheet that i made here um with all their ages all their um occupations all their little you know whatever but i want to before we start i want to say something about the matchmaking episode so i watched it because i was bored now i know we didn't cover it but i watched it (laughs) like over the span of last week it is my impression that this is how they choose people okay they have say 2000 applicants 
they narrowed them down, they narrowed them down, they narrowed them down. And eventually they narrowed them down. Now, this is what it looked like to me, guys, come at me if I'm wrong, that they narrowed down to 10 people and then they matched those people up. They're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Says, says Amy with the poetry degree. <laughs> I think that what they do is like, oh, this would be a good cast member or this would be a good cast member. This one would be good. And then they have like, a, you know, five and five and they're like, oh, let's just shuffle them together. See what happens. Yes. And, I, and what they should be doing is choosing five. Mm-hmm. And then from the applicants of whatever's left, 1,500, 1,000, going through and choosing the five for these people. Yeah. Like, why would you choose 10? So in other words, they're picking 10 and now your, your pool is only five deep instead of mm-hmm. choosing five that they like and want to fix up and then going out there and finding their spouse in a pool of like 2,000. Right. I agree. So, that sounds, it doesn't seem like a good system. No, no, it doesn't. Where's Juliana? Maybe she knew how to do this. <laughs> She's down. <laughs> All right. So, so that was my problem with the matchmaking special. I just feel like the whole system is flawed and can be thrown out the window. And we see this later. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with Lindy and Miguel. So Lindy is 29 and she is an adventurous overthinker. She's a physical therapist with a clinical PhD. So she's making bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel is 30. Or paying back student loans. <laughs> or paying back student loans, right. Um, Miguel, I don't know. Do people in STEM have student loans? Probably. It depends which program you're in because mine I actually had to pay for. But then there are some programs where like at the university that I worked on, the way the tuition is covered, but the students work as teaching assistants, research assistants. So mm-hmm. that's kind of mm-hmm. how it's funded. Okay. Yeah. Got you. And then we have Miguel 35, who's a starry eyed scribe. And he is a he's actually interesting to me because he has a PhD in neuroscience, but gave up the research and went into medical writing and as somebody who was just looking for a, a writing job and saw many medical, he's making bank. He's making nice. really good money. Like that's really smart to take your PhD in science and go into medical writing. That's, you know, all right. So we have Lin- Lindy, Lindy. Now mm-hmm. Lindy, Lindy tells us she's pretty awkward and grew up seventh day Adventist. Now, do you know what that is? Cause I don't. I do. Um, they Let's have turn a lot to of our cult expert, <laughs> Leslie. I'm not really like 100% sure, but I do know that it is a part of Christianity and it's a little more restrictive. It's it's similar, and to my understanding, it's similar to like Jehovah Witnesses in the sense that they don't really celebrate like birthdays or things like that. Aww. So they're the a little very conservative dance kind of thing you know mm-hmm. like she even tells us later on she's like yeah we don't really dance and, she, and I'm like yeah I can tell you don't dance because you were barely moving maybe that's what was going on in Footloose was the whole town Seventh Day Adventist probably <laughs> with the long skirts and the you know <laughs> um that happens on Platteville they don't celebrate birthdays they don't celebrate anything they're not allowed to dance they have to wear close up to their like jawline. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like it is. All right. So what are some of your thoughts on her? Because um, I I, kind of liked her, but you know, there wasn't really much there. There wasn't much there. She talks a whole lot, (laughs) which we'll see. And I think that she's just a nervous talker. You know, she has anxiety and nerves and she's like, I'm so real. And I'm, you know, I just tell you everything that pops into my head, blah, blah, blah. I'm so natural. I'm so relatable. Like I got that impression Like she wants to be liked so much. And so she has a story for every scenario to kind of have a reason to speak. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Yeah. And I, I think she is an anxious person. And I also wrote that she probably carries a lot of internal guilt because of her religion. And I hope she got therapy for it. Just yeah. Out there. Um, she's also super emotional and her friends are like, Whoa, girl, what are you doing? Like you're super emotional. I hope you get somebody who calms you down. Never like always kind of a red flag. If your friends are like, 
not good yeah okay so I was just looking seventh-day Adventist because I was like I want to know exactly what it is and it's like unlike other most Christian um, denominations seventh-day Adventists attend church on Saturdays which they believe to be the Sabbath instead of Sunday so that's a little why different do, why why because it's not just to worship on the Sabbath we honor the day as a day of rest <laughs> oh, whatever whatever, (laughs) whatever. So, um, she's like, never, never had sex growing up, none of that stuff. And so when she went out into the world as an adult and was doing this kind of stuff, she carried all that guilt that she had internalized throughout her whole childhood. Mm -hmm. So she's probably fucked up and that will come out in some way. And didn't, didn't she say that she had a one night stand? Yeah. So I think that's, she's probably still dealing with that. Like, how do I undo that? Which she can't. <laughs> yeah. And we're seeing this on Plathville. Welcome to six degrees of reality TV, where we talk about shows that the other person doesn't watch. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> <talk> about- exactly. <laughs> Housewives. I can talk about Plathville. Um, we're seeing this with Plathville. Like these kids were raised like that and they're growing up and going out into the world and they have no clue how to operate yeah. anything. It's really sad. Um, all right. So She's being paired with Miguel, who by his own definition is super dorky. He's meeting up with some friends and he's in cosplay and he's playing D&D. Now, let me just say, I like this dude. Yeah. He can't write poetry to save his fucking life. Oh my God. But kudos to him for trying and reading it on national television. (laughs) I would have never. Um... (laughs) And it's funny because then, like, the first image we get of him, he's wearing, like, a bear hat, like, mm-hmm. shape thing. Mm-hmm. He's in costume, and he's, like, going to meet, like, his other friends. It seems like it's, like, a convention of some sort because everything else is kind of blurred around them, and they're playing games. Mm, nope, that's a video game store, Leslie. You clearly oh, have never been married to a total nerd. Yes. No, no, so no, no, A God. lot of these <laughs> video game stores or comic book stores have like mm. ta- card tables where people can come and play Magic the Gathering or they can come and play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, interesting. Because I just went, speaking of comic book stores, to the Secret Stash, Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash by Kevin Smith. I actually just went there like a few days ago and it's so cool in there. It's like, basically it's like a Kevin Smith shrine and then they sell comics. Did, <laughs> you, see, awesome. did you see any bears? <laughs> I did not, you know. Only when Kevin is in town, you see people like cosplaying different characters from his movies. Well, here's what I loved about Miguel's situation so much. First of all, you know, I'm here for weirdness. So he's weird. (laughs) I love it. His friend who was named Francesca was dressed as an elf and like was really committed to it. Like, yeah she looked like an elf i thought she was an elf okay (laughs) so there was an elf there was him as the bear there was somebody else like as a wizard or something and then there's two people in completely normal clothing (laughs) one guy has like a a suit suit. (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what is happening here um miguel tells us he has lots of layers like he's in shape he's a dork he's a jock but he's a lover and he's a fighter and we get the obligatory footage of him like running around throwing a football and then I don't know posing by a tree contemplating life in a bear suit so he's very versatile and with a little notebook you know laying down on the grass writing (laughs) (laughs) um a little moleskin so he again he tells us he has a PhD in neuroscience he's Puerto Rican and when he was 10 his dad went to Puerto Rico and the mom left so then he yeah. makes some very sad statement about like he's used to women leaving and not yeah. feeling safe around women. And he says that he is a serial monogamist and a self-described vanilla lover. Vanilla um, lover. Don't know if so you want I am to guessing advertise missionary that only. A hundred percent. That's what I'm guessing. A hundred percent. Because the producer's like, so this cosplay, like, does this roll over into your bedroom? And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm vanilla. I'm vanilla. Yeah. He's like, I'm not a furry. I'm not a freak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The furries. <laughs> furries are not freak, by the way. No, I they're not. Shame. Do your thing. Fly your freak flag. That's our motto yep. here. We celebrate right. it. So not much more of them. What was your, like, kind of take on them? Do you think they're going to make it? Do they complement one another? 
I feel like they don't really have much in common at this moment from what we've seen of both of them. She is just going to talk, talk, talk his ear off. And he's going to be like, dude, I want to play D&D. So what is going to happen? I do not know. I have a good feeling about them. Really? Yes, because I feel like, say what you want about him. He comes off to me as pretty confident. Like you gotta be super it takes confident. confidence to walk around like that. Yeah, yeah, to walk around. He seems to have a good support. He seems to have a full life. Um, and I think that she is so needy. She's like a vacuum that she mm-hmm. will like gravitate towards somebody who has a full life and their shit together because she could just morph into that. Yeah, that's true. That's my thought. It could backfire. He could be completely annoyed by her, but I, yeah. I don't know. Cause I, I mean, I think she's really smart. You know, she's a fucking PhD in clinical physical therapy or whatever. Yeah. So like she's an I intellectual. If she be- comes off as nourishing, like motherly towards him, that might work because he's lacking that. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Guys, by the way, just a side note that my allergies are bananas. So if you hear me sniffling, I apologize. They're they're cutting a field of wheat or a field of hay right outside my window. Like this is the uh, time of year. Weed. I was like, yo, send it no. over here. This is the time of year when all the farmers cut the fields. So like there's just a ton of hay around me and I'm dying. Oh, no. Okay. So now we have Alexis and Justin, and they're the only couple we see get married. Yes. Okay. So what are your thoughts on him? You know, so the first thing I saw was like on Facebook on one of the masks of like people just making memes out of him. Like he's already a meme, you know, and and I was just thinking the moment when he said that he thinks that he's a snack. I was like a yeah. snack, yeah. like a Slim Jim, because dude is so tall and he yeah. looks frail. And I'm like, he's going to come bust. And then his match, Alexis is just such a has a beautiful like full body like you know curves and everything and he's like a stick and I'm like can you handle all this woman yeah (laughs) that was my first thought I don't know I am not drawn to him he's too tall there's something and there's she wanted someone tall she says six four six five that's he's six eight Mm -mm. too tall yeah I don't know. There's just something I don't like about him. And it could be the fact that every single time we see him, he's telling people that women just look at him like a piece of meat. They just want his dick. They just want to know the size of his D. Um, I, I can't like, I don't, again, I feel like that's born out of insecurity, but in. no, yeah. I don't either. Justin was engaged before, but they broke up a month before their wedding. Now here's his explanation. And you know, I I know you're going to see right through this, Leslie. His explanation is, I don't know, like a month before the wedding, she just decided she wanted someone who was not 23 or 24, but 53 or 54, not literally, but financially. She wanted a daddy who would take care of her. Leslie, what? (laughs) I'm sorry, but no, that's not what happened because somebody doesn't like you know, in the month leading up to your wedding, what your partner does for a living. Exactly. Like I didn't agree to marry Timmy in two weeks before be like, Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not rich. I thought you were rich this whole time. Forget I'm done. Yeah. Like either he lied or there's something totally different. Yeah, because he could have been like one of those guys that's like showing off like expensive clothes and jewelry. Like he comes off that way. Like the way when he was getting fitted for his tux, he Mm -hmm. was very like, oh, this is so fly. This is so this. I could see a world where he's like wearing designer labels and then like returning them and then pretending to be like wealthy. And then the girl realizing, oh, no, I, you know, I can't deal with this. He's like a like a Tom Haverford. Do you watch Parks and Rec? No, I haven't watched it. I only watched the first oh, season. God, it's so good. <laughs> He's like a Tom Haverford. Rent a swag. Um, so he has decided now to be celibate because, you know, all these women, they just want him for the D. That's it. You know, mm, these, these so bitches sad. out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, his brother, Danelle, raised him as a teenager, and he is not here for this. Nope. Nope. 
And Justin starts crying when he's telling him. And he's like, I just imagined this going a different way. And I want you to be happy. But bro's like, no, 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 no. And the brother says, you know, when you went through your last breakup, like it nearly broke you. And I'm worried if it happens this time, like it might break you for real, like for good. So we see, you know, Alexis meeting up with her friends now. Now, one thing I noticed about Alexis is she only has guy friends. Yes, I did notice that. And they were cute. I'm like, why is she not with one of them? They were cute. And I kind of, I don't know, like I gravitate towards, I like male friends. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of female friends. So I'm always like, when I see that, I'm always like, oh, okay. Like I respect that. I don't know. I just do. And then we saw like a montage of her like playing football with them. So she's like the athletic type. So I, that's what, what I was growing up. I was like the tomboy, you know, and like Mm -hmm. playing with the guys and basketball and this and then sports. So I can Mm -hmm. see that. And I think that the reason why probably she wouldn't date one of these guys would be because they probably see her as a little sister because she's like ruffling and tumbling with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, She's been proposed to three times and tells anyone who will listen. So there's that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. She said that like five times. Yep. She speaks her mind. She loves hard. She loves fast. She has a very cute little dog. Mm-hmm. who kind of reminded me of Joey, at least the treatment Joey should be getting like oatmeal baths and different clothing. And, you know, he uh, likes to be naked. He takes off his clothes. <laughs> she's very spoiled. Admittingly, she is the youngest of three kids. And she said, you know, she had a pretty good upbringing, but like her parents didn't really get along. And she says they announced their divorce on her 18th birthday, which is baller. Oh. Yeah. Um, so also she's one of these women who claims to hate drama yet creates it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like she's like, I I hate Lindy. She doesn't say she hates Lindy, but she doesn't not say that either. Right. She kept talking about like how much she talks and she talks. And then the producer asked her like, so what do you think of her? And she says, she's okay. And then the person's mm-hmm. like, no, what do you really think of her? She's yes. a bit much. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminded me of a Lindsay situation, mm. but more emotionally regulated, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll talk about their wedding later. Let's put a pin in them for right now. Now we meet Kristen and Mitch. Now, you thought I would hate Mitch. Do you want to explain why? Um. I don't know. I just thought that he gave you like kind of because he seems like a nice guy. He's the one with the beard, right? Yep, bald and beard. Bald and beard, yeah. Because he was like, I work for a nonprofit and I need to do this and I want someone who's charitable and and think, you know, which is all great things. But then I was like, is he like a poser or does he really mean this? <laughs> and I was like, Amy might hate him if he's like just saying these things and not charitable at all. <laughs> I love that you just said he's a poser. He's <laughs> <laughs> total poser. You don't um, care about the environment. So I'll cover Mitch first because I want to talk about him. So he's 41. He loves to surf and he has found that the ocean is his refuge. So while he's out there like swimming around on his little surfboard, he starts to see plastic around and becomes really concerned about the environment. I am here for this. I am yeah. here for like somebody with the cause. Cause this is me. I have 85 causes, 75,000 <laughs> opinions about things. I like this dude. He says growing up, he was kind of rebellious and he found this cause in the environment and he became obsessed with it. He says he's a loud mouth with inappropriate humor and has commitment issues. Now, The commitment issues bothers me a little bit. Yeah. But to me, that is not a red flag because for example, everybody take a shot. My husband could have been viewed through the same lens. He had never been in like a long-term relationship and, you know, just a year or two here, a year or two there. And he was 29 when we started dating. And within six months we were married. Like, I think sometimes Mm -hmm. Somebody just doesn't like, you know, it's not like love the one you're with. You know what I mean? Like, 
You just look yeah. for the right person sometimes. That's okay. A commitment phobe wouldn't have one and two year relationships. They'd have one and two night relationships. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, he said that he was a manny to his niece. And so he thinks he'd be a really good father. So see, I like that too. Like somebody who's comfortable with his masculinity. I like right. that. That's good for me. And uh, he tells his his mother and his sister-in-law and his brother, like, I'm getting wifed up. I'm doing this. <laughs> now we have his uh, girlfriend or his fiance, his wife-to-be, Kristen. Now, I have thoughts on Kristen. I don't <laughs> think they're going to work. Really? Tell me why. Not at all. Kristen meets up with her girls and they're all like, oh my God this is gorgeous like it's just and I just wrote he's gonna hate her (laughs) I feel like he's a little bit of like a gen x like salty sarcastic dark do you know what I mean yeah and she's she was the head of her sorority so she's kind of more like more social and more bubbly and kind of like Mm -hmm. that kind of energy like cheerleader energy that he might not find attractive no, I don't think he's going to dig that. I, I, I think he's going to want somebody. And he and his brother were talking about this. Like he wants somebody who's a badass. And that's why I think he would be better with Morgan, the martial mm. artist. That's my. Yeah, she mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I like her. Yep. So Kirsten is doing Kristen, not Kirsten, Kristen. She is a pug. I'm all into that. Um, She's doing yoga on the beach. Now she also has a broken engagement. She was engaged and she planned this huge destination wedding in Key West and put all of her money into it. And which I question why, if you live in San Diego, California, you would go to Key West for a destination wedding. That seems like an odd choice, but okay. San Diego's beautiful. I love the weather there. Love it there. Um, Two weeks before her wedding, his mistress approached her. And was like, um, yeah, yeah. So she ended up, this is pretty cool. Like still going on the destination wedding. She brought everybody and they all went and had a really good time. So Kristen says her biggest fear in life is dying alone with no children. Okay. (laughs) Um, she comes, she comes from a pretty good background. I'm trying to see how old she is. She's 32 and he's 41. That's quite the difference. That is. And she is a sales rep. And he's an environmental policy advocate. Is he like the oldest cast member we've had in the last, yeah. since the last two seasons? Yeah. Because everybody was like either in the early thirties or late twenties. Mm-hmm. I think wow. we need to do this with 40 year olds. I think so too. I'm telling you right now, my friends who are single and dating right now at in, in their forties, like me, oh my God, they're having a hard time. It's not good out there. Yeah. You know, they could even do a spinoff or like a special, you know, like married at first sight, like second chances, you know, for people that have been married before or divorced and they're in their forties and looking to find, you know, a fresh start. Yeah. I like that. I guarantee you those questionnaires and shit, you give one of those questionnaires, like likes and dislikes to a 45 year old woman. It's going to be real different. It's not going to be like, (laughs) Oh, he has to blah, blah, blah. It's going to be like, I want to do with the 401k. I want to do with Mm -hmm. the dental plan. I don't want any surviving in-laws. I don't want, you know what I mean? There's going to be a list and it's going to be real specific to agree that the bedroom heat doesn't go above 60 sleeps Mm -hmm. in a separate bed, maybe, you know, all those things. And I would be here for that type of drama because some of them may have kids that are teenagers and are bratty and they're dealing with that dynamic. Oh, Oh, let's produce that show. (laughs) Um, so Kristen says she comes from a good background. Now she's the oldest of three girls. Parents are divorced and her friends are all like, oh my God, like what if his dick is small? Like, oh my God, give me more Moscato. Can I get some more? You know, like it's just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Kristen has not told her dad and she's going to spring it on him the day of the wedding. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that's what you do. (laughs) What you do. Um, I just don't have a good feeling about these two. Like, what are you thinking? You know, right now it's hard to tell because I haven't seen them interact, but based on what we know, 
I think they're going to clash because he is probably in a different place mindset than she is because he is a lot older. Yeah. There's a huge difference between 31 and 41, like a humongous difference. Right. And also when he was talking to his brother, he's like, you know, I I get real crazy about this plastic thing. Like if a Mm -hmm. restaurant won't fill my reusable cup, I go bananas, which I'm here for that. I love that. Um, But you know, the brother's kind of like, well, can you tone that down if you're out for like a nice dinner? Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The thing about him is unless he is matched with somebody who is as passionate about things as he is, he's not going to have respect. That's what I feel yeah. like. Come here. Stop it. Sorry. I don't know which <laughs> one that is. I have to blow my nose anyway. Hold on. What I don't want to say is her friends are basic white bitches and so is she and he's not going to be into this. <laughs> Do you think that because he is 41, he might be, but then he's an environmentalist. So did he mention, I, I think I didn't catch it, about wanting kids or anything like he that? He wants kids. Okay, he wants kids. So because he is older, he's going to want them right away. And she yes. might be like, well, I'm 31. I still have like three or four more years. No, she wants them right away too. Okay, good, good. Because yeah. remember, she's, during that. <laughs> she said her biggest fear is in life is dying alone with no children. So right. she's feeling like she's got that imaginary clock ticking. Okay, so then that's good. Scary. They might have a child together very soon and hate each other. <laughs> Yay. Okay, Yay. next couple is Morgan and Ben. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I think so. so it's Ben, yeah. So Morgan is 27. She's a nurse and Ben is 29 and an engineer. And he is the token quote mama's boy, which we see it all the time. These two are a terrible match. I don't know what planet the experts are on here. They just, she would have been a good match with Mitch. Yeah. So Morgan meets up with her friends and they're like a nice eclectic, down to earth, normal group of friends. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, you know, maybe there's somebody out there for you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh, I'm getting married in two weeks. <laughs> now we learned that she's a fighter. She does Muay Thai, which I've never heard of, but it's a, a no, martial art. I'm assuming. Right. Yes. She plays video games. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She's passionate. She's really headstrong. And I wrote, she's the perfect match for Mitch. <laughs> Uh, about a year and a half ago, Morgan was struggling with her like whole life. Like she said, she was unhappy with her body and her life and her career. And her mom gave her a pep talk about the strong Hakui women in her family. Hakui is her Japanese family name. So she's like, you know, okay, I got this. I'm going to channel that energy. And she started getting her shit together and realized that her life is good now, but she's alone. Her friends are supportive, but they're like, she's really intense. See, that's what it is. That's the word. Mitch is intense. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to want somebody who's intense. And I think these experts who are just wrongly thinking about this think that two intense people aren't going to work together. Yeah. Because they always talk about like, we need to balance each other out. That's always their, their catch. It's like, yeah, he'll balance her out. She'll balance him out. That's always what they're saying. 
Yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. Like, I think sometimes some characteristics you need to have similar, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, clearly I don't have all the answers. And you know that I've noticed since we've talked about this, especially with the season, um, what was it, Boston that we did? No, Texas. When we talked about it, like, that we question, like, do these couples pair them up based on race and sometimes backgrounds? Yeah. Because it seems like maybe because she has the Japanese heritage, they would pair them up with Bing. So maybe. that's what I was thinking. Because maybe that's something that they want. They're like someone of Asian descent. And so they're maybe. like, oh, this is, you know, put them together. Right. And because they only have 10 people in the pool, they pick yeah. the only other Asian person. Correct. Exactly. All right. So her friend, I love this. The friend is outside and is like, look, Morgan's intense. See my chip tooth here? She kicked me in the face while we were kickboxing. <laughs> like that's how intense she is. It's like, holy shit. All right. So Ben, who she's being uh, matched with, meets up with his boys and they're all like, oh, why haven't you found someone? You're so awesome. You have two degrees. You have so much money. Like, it's weird. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm a mama's boy. You know, my mother makes my day, makes me smile. I compare everyone to my mom. She's the kindest person I know. Now, I love a man who loves his mother, but this is too much. Yeah, too much. His parents left Vietnam in 1975 and met in a refugee camp. They're a traditional Asian family, he says, and they wanted him to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Like those were the options. And then we learn he's super cheap. And how do we learn this, Leslie? By the producer showing us him sitting on the bed clipping coupons and digging through his couch cushions for change. (laughs) Come on! (laughs) Well, we needed to illustrate it. We need to point it out. <laughs> Guys, do better. Do better. Come on. He's not digging around in his couch for change. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Okay. So he says he doesn't do laundry between four and nine because that's peak time. Uh, he won't do bottle service when they go out, which oh, I'd have a problem with that. Bottle service is pretty expensive from the last time I was there. But bottle service... Actually, when you're drinking by the glass, I feel like it's more expensive. Hmm. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Well, I don't drink anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> um, so you're saving a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. That's how you can afford to go on the on all these fabulous trips. Yeah, because I don't buy alcohol. <laughs> I just buy like a Diet Coke and like hit the road. Timmy and I, I forget where we were going, but we went to this restaurant. We didn't know it was BYOB. And we ended, so we ended up stranded there with no, no alcohol. And we wow. had dinner and we had like an iced tea or water, right? And we we're like, wow, this is cheap. It was like 40 bucks to eat. Mm-hmm. We we're like, holy shit. All right. So he says he will not compromise on these things because, you know, he doesn't like spending money. He says this has affected his past relationships. That's a huge red flag. Yeah. Do we have a Jose on our hands? Do you think he's going to pull out his FICO score and be like, this is why we need to stop spending money? <laughs> uh, we He might. I did see somebody with the whiteboard at some point. Oh, Lord. Was it Stasia? Who's the boss bitch? Stasia? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he says, you know, he's had a hard time meeting people despite having a master's degree and this body. (laughs) um, I have a hard time meeting people. And then he says, you know, I'd meet somebody at the gym, but they all have resting bitch face. Really? Because they're working out. You're going to be all smiles while you're sweating on a treadmill. (sighs) Gross. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I think it's DOA, but what's your... You know, I think that they might have the preliminary bond, like, oh, Asian heritage, and then it'll end there. Because <laughs> yeah. she's going to want the finer things in life, and he's going to be like, we shouldn't spend money. We should be saving and all that. Yeah, she's she she just doesn't. No, she doesn't belong with him. She's a better match for Miguel or for Mitch, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So now we have Stasia and Nate. So Stasia is 37 and she's an accountant and Nate is 34 and he is a day trader, which Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. 
So Stasia meets up with her mom. Mom is super excited. And Stasia says she has built, she has spent years building her empire. And she is no nonsense. I'll come in there. I'll get the job done. And she said, I'm intimidating to men. And I'm like, you're intimidating to me. (laughs) I'm intimidated by this. And she's like, I'll put you in your place. I'll hold you accountable. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. She's working and grinding and has investment properties and wants to create generational wealth. The only problem is she has no generation to pass it on to because she's not had children. Mm -hmm. So she tells us a story about how she emancipated herself from her mother in high school. And I thought that was pretty baller. Yeah. Um, and, and her and her mom have a good relationship. It's not like, like, I think she literally just did it because her mother wanted to move her senior year or whatever. And she didn't want to go. She wanted to finish out school. Uh, she says she's 37. Maths is her last chance. She wants a family, needs to start like yesterday. And then they have the, the post-nup talk. Did you get that? <laughs> no. The mom's like you're rich. You should get a post-nup. Now, where do we know this whole post-nup business from? You know. Oh, God. Come on, dig deep. Where do we, where do we hear post-nup? Is it from 90 Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from, uh, what's her name? Memphis and Oh, yeah. Hamza. Hamza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even Um, think they're together. (laughs) I wonder if she ever got that (laughs) post-nup. Probably not. That was really confusing, not to go on tangent, but why Memphis would need a post-nup. I think because she said, I think at one point she said she wanted to protect her children. That's what it was. Mm. But I don't think she has much asset because of what she does. I think she does like public health or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So uh, Nate, and she says it's a deal breaker if he won't sign the post-nup. So put a pin in that. That's going to come back Mm -hmm. 85 times. Now we meet Nate. He shows up at a friend's house. He's Isaac. <gasps> what if he's, he's Isaac? Isaac? He's the real Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate shows up at his friend's house, tells them he's getting married. He says he's a risk taker and always has been an entrepreneur. And he was selling knockoff Louis bags. Oh my God, I wrote Louis C.K. bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's how little I know about fashion. <laughs> you were like Louis C.K. bags. <laughs> he was selling, on. He was selling knockoff Louis bags and was actually threatened by the police to stop. And then he looks yeah, down. Yeah, because that's illegal. Yeah, he looks down and he goes, so I did right away. Leslie, what's your <laughs> thought on him? He is still doing this out of the back of his car, probably. Mm, mm, that's <laughs> a good just point. just saying that he did stop. That's a good point. Oh man. And then he said he started getting into self-improvement, reading books. And I just wrote, he 100 percent read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He's probably one yes. of these people. Yep. Freakonomics. Or the he secret. Read that. Oh, the secret. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's a day trader and he does, it sounds like he does sales advertising, like sales, advertising sales. He says it's hard for women to overlook his past. Dun, dun, dun. that's problematic yeah i was like does he have a body in a closet somewhere like what are we talking about yeah and then um he deleted all of his dating apps he's gonna take this seriously okay now we have just a very short group scene the girls are all getting together alexis remind alexis tells us she doesn't love lindy she reminds mm-hmm. us again that she was proposed to three times meanwhile lindy says alexis is very nice and i hope she finds the right person this time so there you go yeah Um, watch when they see all this back (laughs) Kristen says that her now Kristen's matched with mitch who's 41 her red flag is guys in their late 30s who have never been in love or in a relationship so mitch basically okay yeah um boys mitch is old he's 41 justin tells the boys women look at him like a piece of meat and just want to know about his dick Mitch is like, hmm, Justin uh, seems humble, but uh, also very confident. <laughs> now they're playing volleyball, and Miguel says it's like watching Top Gun. Nate dominates. Except that 
Mitch can um what is it what's his face Justin cannot play to save his life and he's like six eight (laughs) he's six eight and can't play volleyball guys like he should be able to like spike it so easily he should be able to just like look at the ball and it goes over the net (laughs) all right so Nate talks about how in the past he's had some side hustles now we get the bachelor bachelorette party and the men are at some kind of brewery with full lighting. Like lights are yep. on fluorescent lighting. And there's a quote stripper there. And I say quote, because I don't know what's happening here. She doesn't seem like a stripper. She does not take off her clothes. She's just wearing like pleather shorts and like stockings or something. <laughs> and like we, fishnets. we see Nate just whipping her ass with that little whip. Mm-hmm. And then he's dirt, like he, she's dancing up on him and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to me. And then he says, and it's the way he says it that just triggered me. He goes, get on your knees now. That's what he said to her. Yeah. Oh. I must have blocked that out because I was like, just watching his behavior. I was like, I can't deal. And my brain just kind of shut off for a little bit. I have a thing about men who talk to women like that. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. It's gross. Yeah. So he tells her, get on your knees now and shoves whipped cream in her mouth. I mean, this is Isaac. Mm hmm. The hell? Morgan, cut to Morgan. She's rolling around on the bar, Coyote Ugly style, at a, <laughs> another very well lit bar. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexis reminds us again that she doesn't like Lin- Lindy. Uh, Stasia wants a fairy tale with the thug. Meanwhile, they're showing footage of Nate in his Freddy Krueger getup whipping a stripper's ass. <laughs> and that's it for, for the group scenes. And then we have the wedding. So I didn't really take notes on the wedding. Um, uh, Justin and his brother who had a fight at the bachelor mm-hmm. party make up. And the brother's yes. at the wedding. And I don't know what else happened. <laughs> so... I took a few notes on this one because this okay. couple interested me. Just okay. the reaction that I saw like in previews of when she saw Justin. So I was like, I need to pay close attention to this. So of course his brother, I think it's John L is like, you're not yeah. ready to do this. This is a huge mistake. But the day of the wedding kind of comes around. Mm-hmm. And then you see at the beginning, the self cam in bed recording. And Justin is telling us that he is about to get a wife, you know, and like making like this whole big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that he thought he the thought of it freaked him out so much that he vomited. So I'm like, yeah, that's a great way to start. Great way. going into a marriage, mm-hmm. just being that disgusted by the thought of being married. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in another great indicator of this is that his body physically rejected the idea of marriage and yet yeah. he's still going to power through. Yeah. And so he, Justin is known as a towering teddy bear. Like that's what his little cryon, cryon said. And I was like, what the hell yeah, is and they happening? Call him, doesn't his family call him tree? Tree. Tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she seems to like him though. I mean, Let's keep in mind that she's been proposed to three times and has turned it down. Let's not wait. How many that. times has she been proposed to? Three times. Yeah. Three times. Three times. Okay. All right. Um, so she wanted a really tall guy, but then when she sees him, she's like, what is wrong with you? You're too tall. You're like six, eight. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't know. Uh-huh. His face, he was smiling from ear to ear. He was so enamored with her. He mm-hmm. thinks she's hot. And she, she just has that awkward smile, like, oh, hi. But then as the vows were being read in the letters from the friends explaining who they are, they were kind of like, you know, like agreeing with each other, high-fiving each other. Yeah. And, you know, it seemed like, okay, there might be something there. And she does say that he is not her type physically, but she could, you know, work with it, I guess, if the personality is there. And um, yeah, I don't think she's into him. He's going to have to be really charming to kind of keep this up because towards the end, after they got married and everything, he tries to high five her for something else. And she's like, yeah, I don't like doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like high fives. They're juvenile or something she goes. (laughs) And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. 
Um, yeah, I mean, again, she hates drama. Don't forget. So. Remember before she walked down the aisle, she was howling. Like she, she was, was she was crying. making dog noises. Mm-hmm. She was like, eh. Like, mm-hmm. it was just insane. It was so loud pitched that Joey, like, perked up. He was like, what is happening? It was pretty intense. It was, it was, pretty, intense. It was pretty intense. For someone mm-hmm. who doesn't like drama, that was pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me think. Is there anything else that happened at the wedding? Not really. They no, jump the really. room. They do the mm-hmm. braids, which is great. Um, they talk after. Like you said, she hates high fives. She tells the camera, not really her type, but she's going to give it a try. And I believe mm-hmm. she will. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like, um, what's her name? Help me. Help me. Help me. Mirabha? From last season. Alyssa. Oh, Alyssa. Who, made, who like... made the shit stink face the second she saw Chris. Like, mm. Yeah. Like, she wasn't like that. She's just like, okay, this might be a little too tall. But I'm okay. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel like she might have been a good match with Nate. We'll have to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. We'll you know? see. I don't know. Nate is like baller and he's like and she strong. was very outgoing. Like during the bachelorette party, she was like grinding and really giving it her all. She was having fun. Yeah, yeah, she really was. Now, could you picture her with somebody like a Mitch? I think she's too like independent. Okay. For, for that, okay. yeah. Okay. You think she would eat Mitch up alive? I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, next week we'll see probably only two more weddings. Let's face it, we're not yeah. going to get all four. No way. No. So way. you know, here we go, guys. The slog towards the meat, and the meat yes. is you know the good stuff. Um. So are you ready to pick our couples? You know, I keep going back and forth because I had a few and then I was like, mm, I don't know. But I think I, for my first draft pick, if I should be so bold, I think I'm going to go team Alexis and Justin because I want to see Ooh. what goes on here. Okay. What we is your thought process behind that? Because I think that he is going to be so enamored with her that he Mm -hmm. is going to mold himself to be a guy that she could tolerate (laughs) and love. Okay. Okay. So I'm going back and forth on my next, on my first pick, because on one hand, if this is a game of who picks the couples that stay together, I, you know, I have one pick on the other hand, I love to cover couples that are just a dumpster fire and there's a clear person there. Um, But this is a contest of who picks the winners. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick Miguel and Lindy. I think that's a good choice. Mm -hmm. Yep, Miguel and Lindy. This is going on team Amy on team Leslie. We have. Alexis and Justin and Alexis. Okay. Who's your next pick? You want songs by Justin Timberlake, A to Z? Alexa, stop. I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving this in. (laughs) Leslie just said Alexis and Justin and her Alexa suggested she hear song by Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was epic. Okay. All right. Uh, Second couple. You know, I want to cover them because I think they're going to be a train wreck. Oh, and it's going to be... Don't you dare. Stasia. Oh, <laughs> son <Nate>. of a bitch. <laughs> <sighs> All they're right. going to be a train wreck. They're going to be a train wreck. I'm telling you. Him and his Freddy Krueger gear. I don't know what's happening. Um, okay. So that leaves me. Now, I can only pick one couple, right? Well, I'll actually... You know what? I usually cover the three couples. You cover the two. So why don't I just take the other two? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'll take. So that leaves you with. Morgan and Ben. Mm -hmm. Who I think are going to be snooze fest. Honestly. Yeah. And who else? I should have one more. Stasia and Nate. Oh, Kristen and Mitch. Oh, who I wanted anyway. Yeah. I have a little crush on Mitch. I think it'll be gone. Oh. It'll be gone by episode three. 
as soon as he says something problematic (laughs) (laughs) well like i don't know i i like his passion i like a dude with a mission but like i don't know how far are we gonna take this right yeah we'll see like i don't want plastic in the ocean either but i also Mm -hmm. will not turn down like a rosé because they won't (laughs) give it to me in a glass you know what i mean yeah so like all right Okay, any other thoughts before we sign off? No, I think that, you know, it's starting slow. I'm hoping that after the weddings are over that it picks up and that we do get some drama at the honeymoon because that's usually where it really starts to kick up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, can I talk about my bingo card for a minute? Sure. So Leslie and I are working on a bingo card. Um, we, we think this is going to go out. We might have a couple tweaks, but mm-hmm. for right now we, we have the, uh, bingo card with the following spaces. Someone doesn't get intimate. Mm-hmm. There's a fight over a dating app. A family member hates a new spouse. Someone moves out. Uh, that should have been someone locks someone out. That was classic. Mm. Um, honeymoon dinner fight. We always have the nice dinner on the honeymoon with a fight. Yeah. A couples drunk couples retreat fight. Mm-hmm. A pregnancy scare, which is kind of the wild card. Yeah. And then obvious sponsorship or product placement, which we did not talk about, but we saw but this episode. This episode with the jeweler. <laughs> and then we have an alternate drinking game. Drink every time someone says, I got married at first sight because I wanted a partner. <laughs> or make the biggest decision of their lives mm-hmm. or we need to work on our communication yeah. yeah i mean if you took a shot every time they said the words communication or intimacy you'd be fucking dead yeah you'd need an ambulance after the episode for sure all right leslie why don't you tell everyone where they can find you oh guys just so you know follow us on our socials and we'll put the bingo card out there so you can have it and enjoy yes. it okay at six um, degrees of reality tv Yes, on Instagram mostly. Let's mostly on Instagram. Okay. Tell us where they can find you. Well, you can find me on the gram as well at Sinister Girls. It's a podcast about music. We interview artists and um, we have Lit on the show. Mm. We have Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. They're an Australian punk wow. band. They're awesome. We have like a whole bunch of new episodes that are coming out. And just follow us there. And sometimes I post pictures of, you know, my little adventures. And um, I have a lot of big concerts to go to this summer and fall. So I'll be posting about that. Okay. Sounds good. The COVID restrictions are lifting. Mm -hmm. Leslie's getting back to what she loves. We're all very happy. I, on the other hand, am becoming more of a recluse, not leaving my house at all. (laughs) So there's that. Now that you were from home, how is that going? It's weird. It's weird. I mean, it's glorious, but Mm -hmm. it's weird because I just never leave my house now. So like Timmy will come (laughs) home from work. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go out. Where can we go? What can we do? You know? And no, no, nobody's there to do that with me. So, um, it's just, I've been busy. So that's helped, but you know, during the day I'm able to take the dog for a long walk or run to the store. So that's kind of nice, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, all right. So I'm at Gen X. This is why the podcast I have with my sister, where we look at little house on the Prairie and other Gen X movies. Um, we just did Titanic on our Patreon and we're doing Rocky four on our Patreon, which is awful. It's as awful as you remember it. Um, and you know, so head over to Gen X. This is why, and you'll, uh, find us there. All right, girl. Anything else? Not just that. We'll see you next week. Yeah, guys. I mean, we're only at the beginning, so get ready. We, we're here. It's going to get ready. better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. <laughs> All right. I'll be posting our teams so you can see who's who's rooting for who. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll beat Leslie. We'll take her down. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.